0: Welcome back to Talking Devils Podcast brought to you by talking your number one independent Manchester United podcast. I'm your host, Keen. Off the plane, off, off a delayed flight and all. So we we started a bit later and um, than usual, but we are here today um, to talk all things Manchester United. Very good game, lastly against Sheriff, so we will and um, talk about that. Also talk about West Ham coming up this weekend, watch that they may pose. Um, also touch on Declan Rice as well, someone who's always been linked to Man United, we're going to chat about Declan Rice as well, we're going to chat about Harry Maguire's return, Ronaldo back on the score sheet, and also a little thing that happened this week that um, Mr Marsh may give us some details in his trip to Carrington this week, so we're going to chat about that as well um, on the show today, but first of all all guys, do smash like the video, hit that subscribe button, as always, we do appreciate your support and look, we will be backing out more content now between now and the World Cup, so do um, catch our podcasts um, in between then, but... Mr. Marsh, before we talk about last night's game, before we talk about all the players returning and young players on the rise, man, we have to we had to start off by your little trip to to Carrington Training Ground this week. Obviously, you you went visiting uh, Manchester Training Ground this week. How how was that? How was how, how was it like to kind of go back home almost?
1: Yeah, it was amazing, mate. Um, had a really good day. Uh, got there quite early in the morning. Uh, met up with one of my coaches who I'd been in contact with, um, obviously about the the, the sort of and coming back into the club. Um, had a really good chat with him. He introduced me to some of the new coaching staff and some of the, obviously, lads I, I knew anyway who were part of the academy. Um, so, yeah, that was really good. I watched... Um, Chelsea were actually in town, so they was playing um, a couple of age groups, I think 13s, 14s and 15s. Um, so I watched a little bit of the football footballer, um, Ronaldo's son was playing, um, so I had a little watch of that game, that was a good game. Um, and then I went over and watched the under-14s, um, Chelsea Chelsea were a very good team, um, Chelsea had a lot of big lads. Um, felt sorry a little bit for our lads actually, because technically he wasn't, uh, much difference but because of the physicality I think they, they just sort of um, had the edge and, and it was hard for some of our, our, our the United lads to sort of uh, get to grips with the game just because of how strong some of the Chelsea boys were but really good to sort of watch them games and just you know have a catch up with some of the coaches. Um, yeah it was, it was brilliant and then um, around midday um, obviously I'm, I'm good friends with Tom Heaton so he, he um Told me that the first team were due in around dinner time ish for a meeting and a like training session. So just when it's changed a little bit now because when I was there, everyone was sort of in the same building. Um, Whereas now, I think since Jose came in, I think obviously COVID 19 sort of uh, affected it a little bit. They've sort of separated. So the first team's um, in the main building and the other teams are sort of um, in the other building across the way. So yeah, I went over there and had a little catch-up with Tom and saw a few of the players as he was coming in. Um, had a good catch-up and, and yeah, it was great. I mean, I would have loved to have stayed and watched a little bit more of the training, but, uh, as I say, I think he was having a meeting because, obviously, they had the game the day after. Um, But, no, it was brilliant and, and I spoke to some of the coaches about, obviously, my future plans with, with doing my UA for A. Obviously, that's my... Um, my goal to try and get into coaching, and and you know when I finish playing, it'd be it'd be great to sort of get back in, um, at United and and, and help out. There is quite a few lads now who I played with, um, who are actually doing bits in the academy, um, like Paul McShane, um, Chris Backhouse, who's a goalkeeper I used to play with, he's in the academy. Tommy Lee, another goalkeeper. So, um, it is a club that obviously looks after, you know, their own and and players who's been there and done it. So. Obviously, it was all positive, and and a lot of the coaches that I spoke to spoke really highly, and and knew a little bit about me, so it was great, and I, I really enjoyed the day. To be fair, um, got Tom to get me a few signed shirts as well, which <laughs> was a, a massive bonus. Um, so yeah, overall, it was it was a great day, and obviously, I've been invited again. Um, you know, whenever I can, I can free up a bit of time to go back in. So. Yeah, had a really good time, and, and as I say, it was great to sort of reconnect with some of the old coaches and and, and lads that I knew anyway. I
0: was absolutely buzzing for you, like Joe. You know, seeing, seeing when you had the three up there the other day, saying you're you're going back back to Carrington training ground, you're going in. Obviously, you're meeting a few old faces, but also seeing new faces as well. And you're saying you seems you the likes of Rashford, Bruno as well, and and obviously yeah. your old coaches as well. It's, it's absolutely crazy, you know, like to see Joe you know, kind of the, the clock being turned back. I mean, it's like déjà vu. So seeing all all (laughs) all
1: the what it was a massive sort of um, sort of you know a flashback moment for me was when I went into the first team building. Obviously, a lot of United fans who know the club will know Cath Phipps who works on reception. (laughs) Um, So when I walked in uh, initially, Cath sat there, and obviously you know a lot of people probably um, not know about the incident with the wage slip with Roy Keane, but. Obviously, Kath looked at me and, and you know, when you look at someone and they, they sort of recognise you, but they don't really sort of know fully who it is. Uh, so I was talking to Tom and um, she actually came over and was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that's you, Phil. She was like, how long is it since you've left? And obviously I left in 2006. Um, I think Kath's been there for 50 odd years now and. Um, so she was just saying, like, oh, you've made me feel even older than I feel already. And we had a really good, uh, you know, catch up. And yeah, she she was somebody who was obviously going into training every single day. You see Kath and, you know, she's one of the most, you know, joyful and nicest people you could ever meet. So for me, that was a really nice moment just seeing Kath and, um, you know, being able to, you know, re- reconnect with people who's, you know, still, you know, got the the memories and, you know, still that knowledge um, you know the time that you had uh, at the club, so that was that was really nice, and and as I say, um, something that brought back a lot of good memories for me. You know, because she was a, a big part of that, coming in every day, and you know, making you feel welcome and, and greeting you with a smile makes a big difference.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent, and like to see to hear that, like that the person on reception was there back in like the early two thousands, recognise yeah, you, you know, nearly twenty twenty years later. You know, it's absolutely great, and it's great to kind of see that kind of respect and kind of that, I suppose, that level of your admiration people share between each other within the football club is absolutely great to see. Yeah,
1: no, it was amazing, and and again, it wasn't just Cath. You know, there was some of the the physios who, you know, I was just walking across the pitches, and um, one of the physios. Uh, like, didn't even have to say anything he just came running over like left the lad he was training with and just came running over and just you know gave me a big hug and was like oh, what are you doing here like what's how's, how's it been what's going on and you know when when people show you that sort of um affection and you know whatever it, it's massive um sort of confidence booster and it makes you feel like you you're worth you you're sort of worth within the club and um yeah it was just a brilliant day I, I mean if, the, before I went obviously I, I was a little bit anxious and you know you you sort of thinking how things might go because obviously I've not been there for that long and you know you're wondering you know whether people will still you know remember me or whatever but honestly the, the day probably couldn't have gone any better um so I was just absolutely buzzing and you know when I left it was you know I was I was just sort of sat in the car for five minutes just thinking like that was an unbelievable experience and you know, everyone I spoke to was, you know, really nice and it was just a a, a fantastic day. And as I said, you know, everything I spoke to him about was really positive in terms of the coaching and and my future plans. So, yeah, it was just, it was just a a perfect day really. And um, as I say, I'm looking forward to, you know, going back in again um, in the future. So, yeah.
0: Interesting in the future after you get your license to go back coaching the football club, it'd be absolutely great to see And look at the, I was always thinking in my head the other day. I have a mate who's in training ground right now. I'm at Carrington. I was I, said, I was I said to Amy, literally sat there, I was like, Do you know Phil was in training ground there today? And she was like, what and, you know, I was just, was, uh, I was telling her that you were delighted to be back in there, do you know, and, and yeah. stuff like that. You we were chatting afterwards and like after you got after you finished in there. It's, I'm absolutely delighted. For you and look, hopefully you get the there soon, hopefully you get coaching there as well, because that would be like imagine you you came up through the academy. You've had the the hardships yeah. that you've had previously, and then you come back to the football club and go coaching there. That would just be yeah. your know, fairy tale story. It really would.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think um, I spoke. I, I can't. I mean, the, the the name escapes me. But I spoke to obviously Dave Bushell used to be the head of education and welfare when I was at the club. He's, his roles changed now, um, but the fella who uh, who oversees like the academy now. Um, I was having a good chat to him, and he he said to me about. Um, obviously with the, the car crash incident that I had when I was at the club he said it'd be great if, if um, whenever I was free if I could come in and have a chat with some of the younger players because I think um, there's been a couple of incidents in the last couple of months at the club um, with with certain you know younger lads who's you know have been doing some of the stuff they probably shouldn't do with, with cars and you know and and obviously the money they're on nowadays they can afford to buy you know, Mercedes AMGs and stuff like that, which are really fast cars for lads of that age. So I think there's been a few incidents where um, they sort of maybe just need a little kick up the backside and, and just a bit of a reality check. And I think he said with your story and obviously it happening right outside the training ground where where some of these incidents are happening, he said it might be a, a good chance to sort of um, just tell them obviously what happened to yourself and, and hopefully that might hit home a little bit with some of them because Obviously, when you're younger, you're a bit naive and you, you don't sort of fully appreciate the position you're in. Um and obviously for some of them young players now, the opportunity they've got and you know, people would give the right arm to be in their position. So you need to make sure you make the most of it. And I think that was something they they was really keen on me doing. So again, that could be another um chance and opportunity for me to go in and, and sort of share that experience with a few because I think it is a, it is a you know, unique story, really, what happened to me and, and obviously the, the way um, everything panned out. And, you know, luckily I ended up, you know, coming back and having a, a, a decent crack of it. But, you know, some people like Jimmy Davis, you know, didn't didn't sort of, uh, you know, live to tell the tale. And, and, and you're only sort of a moment of madness away from losing everything. And, we, and we've seen it over the years, not just at Man United, but, you know, certain players, you know, getting a little bit carried away and, and you know, forgetting about, you know, the main reason what, what they're at the club to do. And and I think it'd be great for some of them young lads just to sort of give it um, a bit of perspective. And, and you know, it's it's a story that I think might help with some of them young players. Because as I say, the money in the football these days, it's it's hard to sort of keep yourself away from certain distractions, but, you know, you need to keep your head down, knuckle down. If you're going to make a, a career in the game, especially at, United because, you know, the competition and the quality is going to be so high.
0: Yeah, look, I think one thing that needs to happen, maybe some of these younger players, just to generalise it, I, I, I think it's like to put things into perspective, put life into perspective. You know, I think that's, um, it's it's one of them where I think some, some of these younger players need to kind of get a smack of reality um, in certain situations. And look, I think, especially look here and that, that some of the things they're doing leaving the training ground, I think no better person to go down and obviously have a, have a chat with and hopefully give me a up the hole that they do need. And um, Richard says in the comments here, Phil, come down to the butcher's arms. I'll buy you a pint. Um, but he can't come down now because he's on the podcast, but he might do later. Um, you never know. Um, I'll, leave, I'll leave that one to Phil. Um, but yeah, uh, look, we will crack on. We're, we are going to chat about Sheriff last night. We're going to chat about West Ham. We will chat about a bit about um, a certain few players as well. And, um, Sheriff last night, one three nil Phil. Um I was at the game last night. Very impressed with the performance. You know, we in my opinion, we played really well. Um one of our better performances of the season. Um what are your overall thoughts just on the way we played the goals and just you know, certain individuals and um, that stood out to you?
1: Yeah, I thought it was a good performance, as I say. We we totally dominated the uh, possession and and I think you know it was gonna be um, only a matter of time really with with the, the first goal. I think it obviously came at a really good time. I thought if we, if, if it had got to half time at nil-nil, I think that would have been an ideal scenario for Sheriff. I think they would have just, you know, sat in and, and made it really difficult for us to try and break them down in the second half. But luckily we we sort of uh puffed and puffed throughout the first half um, without creating anything really clear cut and then, you know, getting that goal just before half time, I think that sort of um, Settle the nerves a little bit and, you know, second half thought we played a lot better and, as I said, the the chances were always going to keep coming. It was just a matter of uh, taking them and and I think, um, as you said, there was a couple of standout performances for me tonight. I think Garnaccio, first and foremost, you know, for his first game, um, spoke a little bit to you just before we came on earlier about, you know, first time I've I've seen a winger really positive and trying to get past a man and get into the byline and, you know, committing defenders, which, you know, Man United fans, that's what you want to see. You want to see a player who's willing to, you know, take somebody on and do something a little bit different. Um, and for me, it was a great overall performance. For he, you know, did did the right things majority of the time. You know, he tried to, you know, play when he when he could, and you know, when he got one v one, he wasn't afraid to to sort of take his man on and, and try and commit someone and drive into the box. So, yeah, I think he's a massive talent, and hopefully, he'll get a little bit more uh, game time in the coming weeks um and and you know he's only going to get better i think he's a massive talent and and you know last night was probably just a um a sort of start for him i think he'll he'll keep improving and keep building on that um again casemiro martinez i think you touched on them as well i think they were both solid um you know picking balls up and just you know winning tackles and not not letting them sort of you know get any sort of real clear cut chances i think any time they did sort of go forward it was quickly snuffed out by them too um, especially so i thought them two were really good um and then yeah i thought rashford's goal was fantastic you know really good header um slightly behind him as well that's what it was a, it was an yeah. old header he made it look quite easy really but that was a, a really really great header um and then ronaldo yeah i think it was good. it was one of them nights for him he was getting frustrated you could see it on his face and you know he booted the ball into the stand when he scored the goal that was offside but You know, he kept plugging away and and I think that's probably going to be a a massive moment for him. I think, obviously, after the incidents and the sort of saga that has been looming over him, I think, you know, a goal will will do him the world of good. And I think hopefully that can, you know, sort of um, get rid of all the the sort of drama that's been surrounding him and he can just sort of concentrate on his football now and hopefully the the goals will start flowing for him.
0: Yeah, like, look... R- Ronaldo last night, he, like, he had a couple of chances. I, the um, the offside one, the, the offside one, really, I can't swear, but it really annoyed me. It really annoyed me because the build up play to that goal, Garnacho's touch, oh stop! Like it would have been mm. one of the goals of the season in the Europa League. Like it really would have, um, in terms of like the build up play and obviously the finish and the end of it. And um, unfortunately, it was offside. But yeah, I'm really impressed. Like you, i like we both discussed off air, but like I think Casemiro and and, and Martinez, just the way them to read the game and their anticipation is just a one. It, it, it really, really is. Um, like I have seen just like literally step pitch side, r- r- around there, and like Martinez is on my side for the whole first half, and like literally he did not give that Sheriff striker a sniff. I think of all headers, you know, we lost one header in the whole first half. Like literally, he lost one header, and even at that, like he still got a bit of a nudge on him. Do you know? Like he reads the game so well, and like watching him for his size and how he's out muscling, out strengthening. Do you know? Anticipating better than all these bigger players. Like the shows, like he his football brain is unbelievable. And Look, this to watch Casemiro. It's um, just to watch him and, and just help watch how much of a general he is in midfield. It's something that we we've been missing for a long time and looked at like i've watched post sir alex i've watched a lot of midfielders in that midfield right who simply aren't good enough to wear a united shirt there's a lot of them afraid if I haven't been good enough to wear a united shirt but watch casemiro like he, 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 there's a reason why he's won so much Real madrid and why he stayed in that team for so long despite rey madrid having a load of world-class players yeah but there's a reason for that and he's just unbelievable and yeah, um great to see Rashford get back on the score sheet again, like you know, he's he's been performing very well this season. And one thing I'll always say is apart from maybe his first season and the nineteen twenty season on the Solskjaer, doesn't score that many headed goals um for a forward. He actually doesn't score that many. Um and to see the way he kind of guided that header in last night it was, it was very good to see. Um, I believe that I think it was like it was on the far side but it was Luke Shaw crosser? I think Shaw. Yeah, Luke Shaw. Like, yeah, was Shaw. Yeah, I was. I was pretty. I was half. I was a bit half caught at that stage, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I was thinking it was Luke Shaw. Um, but yeah, like look, that Rashford Shaw partnership again shining through. It's something that look even last season I was dying on the hill that them two should still be playing on the same wing, um, and to see kind of that that partnership link up again last night was good and. Look, Alejandro Garnacho. I, I, he he's going to be a superstar. And I hate like I hate saying this this early about a player, but literally the first couple of minutes of the match last night, I turned I turned around. People were sitting around me, where we were all like, "Joe," like I was breathtaking. We were all saying like, "Look, he's going to be special," because when you're at Old Trafford, you know. In, lately, you know, there hasn't been many players who would, like get you off your seat, like you know, in the last five years. So we, there hasn't been many occasions where a player does something and gets you off your seat, and so you, you think for that moment, yeah, he's every world class. He's going straight to the top. You know, I think
1: I think it was a, a little bit like sort of you know young Ronaldo vibes for me. I wouldn't go as far as saying you know maybe you know not. Not that far, but you know, you same sort of feel that you know, when he first broke into the team and he was exciting on your jury seat, you know, you every time he gets the ball, you feel like he's going to do something. Um, yeah, I thought you know, last night he was sensational, and I think, as you say, he'll only get better, um, with, with the more games that he plays. And I think it's a massive bonus for him that he's, he's training regularly with the first team. I think that that is honestly, you know, such a, a big, um, positive. you
0: after winning the cup there a couple of months ago,
1: yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. So it, I think you know when you get into that first team dressing room and you you're training with the, the players regular, you know, and you see the standard of the training and it just brings you on so much because as I say, it's sink or swim when you go into that first team sessions because the standards just so much different. Everything's quicker, you know. You've got to think faster, you know. your touch has got to be like so good and I think you can see he's he's massively benefited from that and and last night was a, a superb performance and I, and I think he's going to be a massive talent. Yeah. And you know what as well? It's just
0: the fact that even sometimes when he lost the ball and he got tackled, he got up and still took players on. Whereas look, I'm not going to name drop any players, but we've seen re- in, in recent times where one of our wingers might lose the ball and they might take the easy option and make the pass back to the left-back or back yeah. into the back to and Fred you know, at the time. Whereas you see Garnacho, he was getting fouled, he was getting kicked and he was like, look, he was getting up and standing his man up again and pinning him back. So Again, I think, like I said, similar to last year, I think we should definitely be careful in, in terms of like, how many games we give him. I, I still think there's a bedding in process that needs to happen there. Um, but if you look at the, the fact we've we're, Joey, we've Europa League, we've plenty of Premier League games. We have the Carabao and FA Cup coming up. He yeah. can definitely get, play a decent amount of games yeah. this season and think, get that exposure that he needs.
1: Yeah, I think I, I'd give him another game in the um, in the Carabao Cup against Villa. I think that'd be another great opportunity for him um you know against a, a premier league established club you know just give him the opportunity again to to sort of see what he can do I think you know he's, he's he's earned the right for me to to sort of um get another chance pretty quickly so I think you know that that game for me would be one um where the manager you know could probably afford to to you know reshuffle the deck a little bit and give a few other players a game and and for me, he's you know first in the line. He deserves that opportunity straight away after that performance.
0: Yeah, he definitely I think he definitely deserves a game. Um whether I think whether it's Villa or even off the bench Sunday, um because like people are calling for him to start Sunday. I still think you know, if you look at the, the front three, I don't think he'll start. I think yeah. Ronaldo might come back in and Rashford maybe push to the left. Um you now it's fair. Ten Hag did say today that is making good progress. Now whether he brings Martial into the team, I doubt it. I still think maybe he's probably thinking he's probably gonna. I know Martial's way back from injury, but I think what he might do with Martial is give him between now and the World Cup he'll probably really let his body heal, and then after the World Cup unleash him into the, onto the Premier League. You know, I think that's what he'll probably do. Um, you know, in in that case, but yeah, he's he. I I just think he's gonna be a good player. But I think again, we just have to be mindful that we don't overexpose him like you look last season like me you and Lee were praising Anthony Alanga every single week because of his work rate because his commitment but the one thing what happened to him last season is Ralph Franknick exposed him last season like he did he overexposed him and um, and you know he played too many games and consequently it probably stunted his development a bit um, and yeah. so like that's what I'm thinking with where is where he's like he's going to be a top player but I just think at the moment we'd still have to kind of watch his development closely and it's not overexpose him in the Premier League because it is and um, the hardest league in the world. Games against like the Sheriff, Phil and the Cup, they're they're good they're a good starting point um at the moment. Because if you look at other players in, in similar positions right now, there's a couple of players there who are on the fringes of getting dropped anyway. You know, just like if you look at like the Jade Sancho, you know, like Players like that who aren't playing playing very well at the minute, maybe Garnacho can maybe capitalize on that. That that could potentially be a thing for him. But at the moment, I think you know Ten Hag is a very astute manager, and um, he will he's he has a track record of working with young players. So I think we have probably have the perfect manager for that player at uh, this moment in time. If you had a, like a manager like Jose Mourinho at the minute, I'd be a bit worried about Garnacho's future um, at the football club. But look, we have a manager who likes playing young players. And Joe you know, has a good track record of building young players and look of all players that broke out in the last couple of years, like Gavin Merch, Joe you know, Timber, players like that. You know? like he, has, he has a good record of, of, of really building up these young players. So hopefully um, with, with this, that Ten Hag can manage Gary Natural's minutes and we do see you know, good development for our firm this season. And, and consequently, he signs that contract. He's actually out of contract very soon um and i know he's a young player but if you look at the way if he, other clubs are going to see some of them performances do you know like yeah i dare to say to
1: a decent contract
0: yeah definitely 100 percent. but i think look he was a breath of fresh air but i kind of want to move on to something else in the game yesterday because harry mcguire and um, returned yesterday and um, now I, I was on the ground last night and when he came on to be fair the majority of the stadium did um, give me a good reception. Um, there was a couple of boos last night, which I found, look, I'm, I'm just going to be completely um, blunt and honest about it. It's just absolutely strange behavior, like booing one of your own players. Just absolute strange behavior. Like, I don't get it. Really don't get it. I don't condone it either. Just, just stupid people um, in that case. But... I thought Harry Maguire actually played very well when he came on, read the game very well, made all you know, crucial interceptions and his passing was very good last night. I thought the way he was switching played and you know, keeping it ticking, I thought he was very good. Um, considering he's actually been out for a little while now. and um, he I thought he looked quite sharp last night. And um, what are your thoughts on, on Maguire's performance last night, Phil?
1: Yeah, I thought, you know, when he came on he he didn't really sort of um you know do anything that that, you know, you wouldn't have expected him to not be able to do. I think it was quite comfortable when he came on and um, as you say, he came on, his passing was good. You know, he looked confident considering he's obviously not played for quite a while. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, for me, I think, you know, with the injury to Varane now, I think, you know, in his head, he's, he's probably thinking this this could be my opportunity now to to maybe get back into the team for a little bit. You know, World Cup's around the corner. He, he probably needs to be, um, you know, playing a few games before going into into that sort of World Cup Um camp and, and you know if he's going to be starting for England he'll, he'll need a few 90 minutes under his belt so yeah it'd be interesting obviously to see whether you know he, he, he sort of gets back in I think obviously between him and Lindlock at the moment with um partnering Martinez but yeah you know the other day he, he came on and and you know he didn't really put a foot wrong I thought his yellow card was very harsh I think that was he yeah, Um so I wouldn't sort of you know be, be too upset about that I think that was just a bad refereeing um, decision Um so yeah, you know, for, for him he, he's obviously, you know, been working hard on the training ground and he's probably chomping at the bit to to get back into the team. So hopefully, you know, for for him and he if he comes back in he can he can start playing well and you know we can we can sort of see the, the Harry Maguire that we know is in there. He's obviously gone through a bit of a dip in form in, in recent times. But um yeah, I think that the I was just touching on the the fans as well, who was booing. I think you know that kind of thing certainly doesn't help and I think it's crazy to think that you know a supporter of a football club would boo any of these players, regardless of you know. Form. On that,
0: one, I think it's a lot of people who are, I think the people who are booing Harry Maguire are probably likely to be people who are influenced by people who they shouldn't be influenced by, if yeah. you know what I mean in, in terms yeah. of that. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, and 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 listen, you know, I get that, and you know, you're never going to have a, a perfect. Um, Fan base in regards to to you know supporting players and you know whatever, but I think for me, um, you know every, every fan should try and get behind all the players regardless of you know what's going on and you know dips in form and anything like that. Because you know he's not going to play any better by booing him, is he? You know he's he's only going to um, go out there and try his best. He's never gone out there and intentionally not played well, and, and I, th- I think that goes for any player that steps on the pitch. Nobody goes out and tries to have a bad game and for me everyone needs to really get behind him and and I think you know if he does start playing and get everyone in the team and, and the fans get behind him I'm sure I'm sure he'll find his form again because the club now and and the team that we've got and you know the manager that's came in and and sort of you can see the, the steady progress um gradually getting there I think you know he's in a Miles' better place now if he does come into the team with with settled players and I think, you know, with the confidence that the players have got now, I think, you know, this time last year we, we'd be saying, you know, we don't know what kind of performance we're going to get from one week to the next. Don't really feel confident going into any game that we was going to win a game, whereas now I've got more of a, you know, optimistic look on things and I think, you know, we're, we're, we're far better um, overall in, in terms of on the pitch and off the pitch. Um, so, yeah, you know, for me, Hopefully he gets his opportunity to come back in and and, and he can keep his shirt for as long as he, he can. You know, it's up to him if he keeps his shirt. Obviously, Varane's gonna be out for a little bit. If he keeps his shirt and plays well, then that's great. And you know, long may that continue.
0: Yeah, like look, I think at the end of the day, we do need himself and Lindelof to step up now because obviously, look, Varane and Martinez have been you know, a staple of our back four since Ten Hags come in and they've done a like, fantastic job as a partnership. I think at the moment, if you look back four now, like, I think it's clear to say that Lissandra Martinez is our best defender right now. Even with Varane there, I'd still probably argue, if you look over the whole system, Martinez has been our best defender all season because um, he's been most consistent. Um, so like I think right now, it's really a battle between Maguire and Lindelof for that short. Now, look, Lindelof, is, Lindelof has his own set of skills. Maguire has his own set of skills. They're two completely different types of centre-half. But I think one thing is very clear is they're not going to move the fella beside him. Like, Martinez is not moving out of that team. So it's up to the two of them to push each other to try to try get into the team. And look, if Harry Maguire can come back and play the way he did, um, you know, when he was at the top of his game at United under under Solskjaer, that season we did finish second and got to the Europa League final, then he would be a good addition beside it is Andrew Martinez at centre-half. Or, like, look, if you look at Lindelof, like, Lindelof has, has had good spells at the club as well, and he's played very well. And um, for the club, Joe. You know, at times, so like, look, we both know two of them can play well. Like, look, are they both the centre halves? We are. Are, you know, are they, they? Are they the centre halves that are going to help us win the league? Probably not. Look, let's be honest. Let's be completely blunt about they. Probably not. But if you look right now, what Raphael Varane is out, they're going to have to do. So, like, we have to support them. And for people who like went to the ground and booed them, like Jesus Christ, like that's like it's. I just don't get it. You're, you're there to support the team. You've paid your money, whether you're a season ticket holder or whether you you, you bought the ticket singly to go to the game yesterday. You paid the take You paid your hard earned money to go and watch Man United and support your team, but then you contradict yourself by booing one of your own players. I, I just don't get it. Um but again, for, as I said on, on Twitter today, a large majority of our, of the fans cheered him yesterday. There was only a small minority that actually booed them. Um, Last night, but look again. Then people leave them to their own devices. They do, like look if they want to boom, that that's their prerogative. That's their the decision. Um, but I think really you should be supporting all your own players, regardless if you think they're good enough or not to play for the football club. Like at the end of the day, I said I said on the pod here a couple of weeks ago, I don't think McGuire is good enough to play for the football club in terms of the long term progression at centre half when I see the likes of Martinez and verand playing there, but. While he's here now, why we why we have him and like you know while Varane is out, we need him now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like you know, what would you what would you prefer and um, Maguire and Maguire not to play, and you play someone who's completely inexperienced and you know might leave us a bit exposed in the bigger games. You know, like people need to just get get over themselves and to support the team. And look, we can think about the long term future of these players when the season is over. Like that's all I would say. While the season is here, and while the good form is here, then like, look, um, we should be supporting all of our players and be proud of the rebuild that's happening right now because we're actually playing quite well. Like, yeah. we're playing good football, and like the stats, the stats back this it as well. Because I'm actually going to bring up th- bring up this, okay? Because like, there's a, a, I know there's a comment here about Anthony, which I will get to in a minute because it, it's going to it's, it's going to bring this full circle. And I'm going to talk about in terms of pundits as well. So, if you look at our first four Premier League games, Phil, um, under Eric Ten Hag, possession, we were ranked 12th in the league. For passes ending in the final third, we were ranked 12th, 12th in the league. For shots on target, we were ranked 12th in the league. For total shots in the game, we were ranked 16th in the league. For possession, one in the final third, we were 18th in the league. Now, they're really worrying statistics, right? You look at the last four Premier League games possession fourth highest in the league uh joint fourth highest actually sorry passes in the final third second highest shots on target second highest total shots in in, in a game averaging in the last four games second highest and possession won the final third second highest man united are one of the most hard working teams in the league now we're playing good football we're creating chances and you know we're starting to see a glimpse of what ten hag foot ten hag ball is his total football what that is we're starting to see a glimpse of it. And if you want to, like, really deep that as well, do you know them last four games? Do you know three of, them, three of them four teams were? Newcastle, Chelsea and Tottenham. Top, top teams. Really good teams in the league this season. So, like, people are trying to pick out negatives out of certain situations where we are actually progressing under this new manager. There's players come in, they've done really well. Anthony, I'm going to bring it up right now because Anthony's actually been playing fantastic this season he's come in scored goals but Phil I'm going to bring this to you because obviously you're an ex-pro you've played the game at a, at a high level Richard says here what do you think of the criticism Anthony's coming for for his alleged show during the Sheriff game last night I'm going to leave this one to you because if I answer this myself honestly I'll probably lose that lose the plot but I'll leave this one to you
1: yeah I mean for me I think you, you can see it from sort of both sides of the fence and I think You know, me just going off, you know, my personal opinion on it, I I actually don't mind that. I mean, I want to go to a football ground and get entertained and I want players to, you know, do stuff that, you know, isn't, you know, ordinary stuff. And I want to, you know, be on the edge of my seat and watch players do some uh, really good skills. Okay, last night, that particular time in the game, probably not the best time to be doing that kind of stuff. You know, it's nil-nil. You know, we've not really looked like we was sort of going to break him down at that particular point and I think obviously he's passed the ball out of play straight after it so I can understand why why people have jumped on that and and sort of you know ran with it and I think it's a generational thing I think obviously some players and managers and people who look at that who are a bit old school will will think oh he's you know taking the mickey or you know what's the point in doing that there's no um, there's no point in it whereas I think you know somebody like Anthony, who's grew up. You know he's Brazilian. You know that's part of his armour. That's his game. You know he's done that many a time in in other games that I've seen. And I think you know that's if if you you know trying to take that away from him and you're trying to you know slate him for when he does stuff like that, I think you know that's that's what's got him to where he is today. And I'm not necessarily saying that you know that's the right thing to do every single game. But you know you want players to express themselves on the pitch. You want to you know go out there and, and, and do what they need to do in order to, you know, win a game of football. And if that's, you know, producing, you know, moments of um, skill that, you know, people have split opinions on, then, you know, I, I don't think that's going to bother Anthony myself. And, you know, the manager last night, when you've seen the the, the footage back, he sort of wasn't happy. You could see it on his face. He was a little bit, but I don't necessarily think that was because, he did what he did. I just think because he obviously did it, and the pass went out of play. I think if that ball goes straight into the box and we cut that across and score, everyone's raving about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's just, a, it's just a, sort of the circumstances after it, you know, wasn't ideal. And I think um, a lot of people have probably got got gone a little bit overboard with the with the criticism on on Anthony because if you look at the way he started and obviously everything else that he brings to the table. Um, in terms of his work rate and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um For me, you know, he's had a, he's had a great start to his career at Man United. He's scored goals. He's, he's worked his socks off. Mm-hmm. All right, He's made a few poor decisions and he's maybe lost the ball a couple of times and he's obviously done that little bit of skill that didn't go quite to plan. But, you know, you've got to look at the bigger picture. And for me, OK, as a manager, you might look at it and think, you know, not a, not a great thing to be doing at that particular moment in a game. If you're 4-5-0 up and you do it, you know, it's not a big of a deal. But for me, it's been completely sort of blown out of proportion. And and I think, you know, you want to see some of these young, young talented players, you know, producing moments of magic and doing, you know, whatever they feel is necessary to to sort of um, create them that moment of space to, to do something. And I think, you know, for me, if, if you start, you know, hammering players for doing these kind of stuff, then, you know, what what do you want to go to a football ground and see? Just, you know, players just pass the ball around all the time and try and score the perfect goal. You need players to, you know, be able to do something a little bit different. And, you know, some of the younger kids, when when they go to grounds, they want to see stuff like that because, again, I the think it's, it's the football's evolved and, you know... It's not you know, you, you probably wouldn't have seen players doing anything like that sort of you know, 30 40 years ago when, when football was just you know, muddy pitches and people getting stuck in and trying, whereas now it's you know, everything's developed, and some of these players have, have you know got abundance of skills that they want to show off and and you know, give the people who's paying good money you know, some entertainment. And it's 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 one of them. I, I mean, I, I'm sort of um, you know, massively you know, on the side of, you know, people going to the games and wanting to watch players express themselves. So I think, you know, a lot of ex-players and managers have, have probably gone in a little bit hard and probably a little bit over the top. And I think, you know, for me, it's it's not a massive issue. It, it's just, you know, a player wanting to try and, you know, do his best and, and you know, do something a little bit different, which I am all for.
0: Yeah, look, I'm being honest, right, one of the things I'll say about this is, a lot of people criticise Pep Guardiola for taking the joy out of Jack Grealish's game letting him express himself, right? Um, which is, look, at the end of the day, the, you know, some of it was out of order, but uh, I see Joe you know, the point of where, why people would say that, because Grealish is a brilliant player. Similar to Anthony here. Like, Anthony's game is all about flair, it's all about, you know, Keeping players on edge. Now, if you're Ant- now if you want to take that out Anthony's game and just make him utterly predictable, then that that's your that's your opinion. That's their their prerogative. But no, as you said, Phil. No one says anything about that. If the if the weight in that pass was slightly lighter, if the weight in that pass is slightly lighter, we score a goal there. One hundred percent. that's
1: what I mean. It's like it's it's because the pass went out of play, everyone's made a massive issue out of it. If, if he does that slips it in and we score a goal, that's getting, you know, replays, and it's getting, you know, going on Twitter and it's all over the internet because of, you know, it's, it's world-class bit of play. Do you know what I mean? And I yeah. think it's too easy. You, people are too easy to, to sort of jump on the bandwagon of oh he's taking the Mickey or he's, you know, he thinks he's better than he is, or, you know, he's got the audacity to, to do that. Um, you know, when it's nil-nil in a game of football. But at the end of the day, you know, that's that's part of his game. That's the way he's been brought up. That's what's got him to where he is today. He's not going to change that unless, you know, somebody, the manager, you know, directly tells him stop doing that. And I don't think that's the case. Obviously, Tenag, I don't think, you know, was um, after the game was necessarily saying, you know, I brought him off because he did that bit of skill i think that was pre-planned um and and obviously for me you know as i said you know fans want to be going to a game and and having players like anthony and you know guy and people are getting you on the edge of the seat and doing something different and you know making the game fun and enjoyable um and yeah I, i just think it was sort of um massively sort of blown out of proportion by by certain people and and Again, everyone's entitled to their opinions, and and you know certain managers would have would have dragged him off probably there and then after that happened, um, but I think you know football's evolved, and and certain players you've got to give them, you know, a license to to do things that are a bit off the cuff and a little bit you know, out, out out of the norm. So for me, that's a massive part of Anthony's game and what makes him so unpredictable and 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 you know dangerous.
0: Yeah, you don't you don't take it take. The thing of his game that look that makes his the game unpredictable just just baffles me. Look again, there's certain individuals out there who are scrutinising them unfairly, and I think one Harries was bang on last night when he said that. Joe, I think people in England, just in general, English football, don't like seeing tricky players. Like Jesus Christ, imagine if Neymar signed for Man United tomorrow morning. Imagine the stuff that would be saying, you know, or like if Jade, let's say, Prime JJ Okocha was in United's team right now. Christ above like if, oh, if
1: yeah. one of- little flicks in the corner won't he? Yeah,
0: yeah like man honest to god like I just don't get it I really don't get it do the, 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 you know what's happening with these broadcasters now they are all sickened that they can't put out their clickbaity articles or their clickbait you know videos of crypto you know, pundits or players or fans criticising Man United at the minute like they are absolutely sick and like they're playing well and you know that isn't getting them headlines that isn't getting them their views now the, the broadcasters are pushing an agenda, you know, on like particularly Man United and little things to try to disrupt.
1: Yeah. The, disrupt- British media, the British media honestly is, is so sort of fickle and, and they jump on anything um with with players or you know certain clubs to try and bring them down. And for me, you've got you've got to look at right, okay, if Anthony's done that last night and you know the six, seven weeks, whatever, prior to that, he's been, you know, bang average and he's not done anything and, and he's, you know, not working hard and, he, and he's, you know, been a, a sort of, um, you know, average player. You could probably give him a little bit of stick and, and that would probably be justified. But for me, you know, the way he started, he scored, he scored three in his first three games. As I said, he's working his socks off. You know, he's, he's um, performing really well. He's been probably one of our... Um, you know, um, best players in terms of the attacking um, areas, the pitch. So for me, for him to try something like that, and and as I say, it, it, if it goes to, um, I think it was Casemiro, who made the run-in and the ball goes across, everyone's raving about it. Um, but because it went out of play, people have just jumped on that. And again, you know, I don't want to keep sort of reiterating what I've said, but I think, you know, it, it's too easy to, you know, criticise players when when that's part of their armoury and what makes them um, a little bit different and unpredictable. And I think for me, you know, certain people have, have sort of um, unjust given um, a lot of criticism for it. And, and I'm, I'm all for players, you know, wanting to do what they do best, express yourselves on a match day, you know, get, get fans on the edge of the seats and, and entertain people because that's what you pay good money to go and watch football. Yeah. And, and that's what I feel, I think, you know, um, that's my opinion on it. Everyone's have got their own opinions, but I, I actually, you know, want to see players, you know, do stuff that's a little bit different. And, you know, it, it's just, you know, that's the way football's gone. It's it's a, it's a different game. It's evolved. Yeah, people
0: have to get with the points. People have to get with the times now. Look, at the end of the day, there there, sometimes there is going to be a time and place you don't do a flick or whatever. But, like, you know, whether you know, for example, if it's at your own 18 yard box and you're just outside the box, you don't try that fucking spin, then you don't do sorry for language here. You don't try that spin there. You don't, you simply don't like as an
1: attacker, as an attacker keen, you're always told in the final third. You know, you're the players that can, you know, try. I and mean, if you give the ball away in the final third, you know, they're not going to go and score straight away from that. You know, you're trying to do something to create an opportunity, to do something different, to you know, be able to unlock the door if you like, and try and you know create an opportunity or a chance. And all right, didn't go to plan. You know, to plan what he what he intended, but you know, he he made a bit of space. He did the little spin, and and the pass is the right way. It's a it's a great little ball, and we've we've created a a goal-scoring opportunity. So, for me, why would you criticise him for doing it? Do you know what I mean? That's part of his game. and It's just it's crazy for me with with some of the, you know... Well, some of the criticism I understand, but, you know, some people have gone way too far with it. I think, you know, in the final third, you want your attackers to to try and do something and, and, you know, be able to break down a team. Because last night we were crying out for, you know, somebody to do something because they were sat in for sort of 35 minutes and They were couldn't...
0: sat in a four-five-one, right? Literally, yeah. they sat in a four-five-one, and I mean a four-five-one. There was no number ten there. There was no attacking yeah. midfielders there. It just was line sure. five, line of four, and literally your man isolated up top. That's mm. literally what it was.
1: Yeah. So yeah, that's that's just my opinion, and and as I say people are entitled to their own opinions, and I sort of can understand it from both sides of the, the fence, but for me. I'm, I'm all for our players wanting to do the best and, and try things and express themselves on the pitch.
0: Yeah, and look, we we'll leave that one for there because I do kind of want to touch on the opposition and d- just about yeah. some of the game before we kind of um before we wrap up. But um yeah, look, let's hope Anthony personally to to boil a lot of people's minds um on Sunday. I hope in the first minute he gets into that corner and he has Cresswell in the corner and he absolutely spins him. <laughs> hope that happens absolutely hope hope that happens but yeah look at it it's one of them it's one of them we leave them people to their preferences but Phil on top of the opposition a bit for Sunday West Ham obviously last season they the you know they decent enough season and um, they've a couple of they've made a couple of signings. and you know maybe it, it's not the West Ham that we've seen of the last couple of seasons they're 10th in the league at the minute um four wins, two draws, six losses. Um what have you made of West Ham's start and especially I suppose Declan Rice as well, because he hasn't been, I suppose he hasn't been the Declan Rice of recent times. Um he seems to be kind of a bit off form at the minute. What what's what's your overall thoughts on West Ham at the moment?
1: Yeah, I think it's been a bit of a mixed bag for West Ham this year. I know they started the league poorly this year, um, didn't get off to a good start at all. Um with some of the results, um, I think they've started to pick it up a little bit in in previous weeks. I think you know they've had a couple of good results in the Europa League, and um, certain players have started finding a little bit more form. Um, but yeah, I think you know for us, it's a, it's a, probably a good time to play them. Um, as I say they've they've not started probably as well as they would have hoped, and you know certainly over the last couple of years, they, they have been you know up and around, um, you know the top six, seven, eight places. So. I think for me, you know, it's a great opportunity to to go out and, and, you know, pick up three points. I think, you know, the last couple of games, um, especially the Chelsea game and, and the Tottenham game, sorry, um, you know, we've been outstanding um, and I think we we, we we can carry on that uh, form and, and hopefully pick up the three points. I think West Ham, you know, they've got a couple of players who who have sort of, Watch this season, and I've thought I've been quite impressed by. I think the the new strikers. It's it Sub- Scamacca. Sub- yeah. yeah, he looks like he's a bit of a handful. Um, obviously, he's keeping Antonio out of the team at the minute, so he, he must be playing quite well because I, I do rate Antonio. Um, so I think he, he's obviously you know one to maybe watch, but I think Martinez obviously he's, he he he'll be rubbing his hands. I think he'll love that um, sort of uh, competition and and sort of um, you know challenge on, on Sunday against him um, I think Declan Rice obviously just touched on him I think he's started quite slow this season as you said I think he's started playing a little bit better in recent weeks but obviously you know he was a big player for West Ham and, and I think he, he's obviously one that if they are going to be playing um, to the level that, that we've seen in the past he needs to sort of um, you know be on his air game because as I said we're, we're not far away from the World Cup now and you know there's certain players that probably aren't in the best of form who are probably going to be, you know, starting for England. So they, they are going to want to be, um, you know, impressing Southgate and making sure that they're in the starting team for, you know, that first game. But yeah, I think it, it, it's not going to be a straightforward game because West Ham always pose a bit of a threat.
0: They always um, make us want won't they?
1: Yeah. And, and I think, you know, obviously they've, they've had a bit of a mixed bag, so it could be a, you know, a bit of an unknown with what kind of performance we're going to get from him. It could be a, a, you know, straightforward win and and they don't really pose a threat or, you know, they could come and, you know, play really well and give us a a tough, tough game. But I think if we just play the way we've been playing, especially against Tottenham and and Chelsea, I think we've we've got far too much quality. And and I think we've been creating a lot more opportunities um, in the final third now. And you know i think we we we're, we're not far off um giving someone a good hiding i think in terms of the amount of possession and, and opportunities that we were we're creating i think if we can you know have a day where you know majority of them chances go in we could give someone a, a real good hiding i'm not saying that's going to happen against west ham but i think i've i've sort of felt that way in the the last couple of weeks that you know if we if we can Find our shooting boots and and you know take a, a, a lot of the chances that we're creating that we should be really. Uh, when you look yeah. at some of the missed chances that we've had in in previous weeks, um, you know someone's going to be on the end of a of a good hiding, I think in the next couple of weeks. So yeah, hopefully it is against West Ham, and we can kick on and get a couple more wins before the uh, World Cup break. But. Obviously, it's going to be a tough game, and West Ham always give us a, a decent game. So, but looking forward to it. And I, and I have gone for a 2 0 win on my prediction. So, that's, yeah. that's my, game, my, my thoughts. I think, you know, it's going to be a good game regardless.
0: Yeah, look, it can go one or two ways. I think West Ham, either it's either we absolutely batter them or they're going to make a tough and it's going to be a grind. We just have to grind to get the win. I think there's no in between with them, Um, you know, in that regard. But yeah, like I, I've, They've been a mixed bag. I really like Skamaka up top. He's been he's been good. Yeah. I think if you look at the midfield, I think Sucek has been. You know this could really bite me in the backside now, but I think he's been really poor this season compared to last year. Um, and yeah. I think you know, while he's a physical presence and he likes a goal, like he he hasn't been like the, as do as good as he usually is. I think Rice has dropped off a bit as well. Um do you know like. A, it's like you know, it's it's just strange now. Luckily for us, they're also playing Thursday night football as well, and they're playing in the Conference League. So it's not like you know we're gonna we're gonna be at a massive disadvantage in in in, the, in that you know in that spectrum. You know that we they will um they will obviously also have the Thursday night. They'll have to be wrestling players. They're going to have to come up to Old Trafford as well. So we're not away from home. So that is that is good as well. And um, but yeah, it's a strange one. Previously, like last year or the year before, I wouldn't have been as confident. But this weekend, I feel like we will win. Um, now, do I think we'll we'll absolutely hammer them? I don't think we will. Um, because I think I still think whilst they have their problems at the minute and they're a bit you know, topsy-turvy, I do think they they still have a bit of experience in the team that Joe will you know will help them get through Old Trafford. I actually think that you know they'll probably make it tougher for us than Spurs did last week. You know, like Spurs were very easy to play against. I think they'll be more resolute than Spurs were in terms of their chances they'll give up um, compared to Spurs. And now I could be massively wrong about that. Um, but, you know, here we go. Um, but what we do is we're both going to give our starting 11s um, just for Sunday's game and also look we give we already do have Phil's score prediction there as well which is 2-0 and we will give these um, involuntary score prediction as well here this evening, we've also gone with a 9-0 for Lee Lawrence <laughs> we're not going to do that to the again, we're not going to stitch Lee up again like that but yeah, Phil, give us your 1-11 um, for a Sunday Yeah, okay, I'm going to start with
1: De Gea, uh, Dalo, um Martinez and I'm going to say Maguire. I think, obviously, we, t- we spoke about it um, earlier on. I think you know it was probably between him and Lindelof uh, to get the nod why Varane's going to be injured. But I think that's probably a good good game for Maguire to come back in. I think, obviously, Samaka's going to be a handful, um, that physical presence. So, I think him and Martinez uh, would, would be a good um, sort of mix to, to sort of cope with that. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to have Maguire in at centre-half. Um I'm going to have Shaw, left-back, and then midfield, Casemiro. um, I'm going to say Ericsson and Bruno, and then I'm going to go for. I think, obviously, the the front three, I think you've put a spanner in the works by saying Martial could be potentially back. The the
0: thing about it is, he said he's progressing very well, but I don't know how...
1: Yeah, to be fair, I mean, I'm going to stick with what I had originally because I think if Martial is back fit and he's in training, then... It could even be probably still a little bit too soon to maybe throw him back into the starting eleven. He may come on and, and then maybe play in the in the uh, cup game the week after. But yeah, I'm going to go for uh, Rashford on the left, um, Ronaldo down the middle, and Anthony on the right. And um, that's going to be my starting team for the West Ham game. Yeah, and do you know what?
0: I pretty much have ten out of your eleven. Um, I have the same goalkeeper, I have the same midfield, the same front three. Um, look. I think Ronaldo has to start this game. I think, look, if you look at West Ham, they're going to sit in a low block. We're going to have to have Ronaldo up top, you to, to kind of, I suppose, take that chance when we get it. Um, I think Rashford needs to play on the left. I think Anthony needs to play on the right. Simple reason being is they they're both different players. They give us they 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 both offer a different threat. Um, you know, as as a as as as, as forwards, I think like look if you, when you play Anthony and Jaden Sancho on the same team none of them give you a threat in behind, you know. Um, like, Anthony and Sancho both come to the ball, whereas if you have Rashford who runs in behind it can be a bit more direct than Anthony, then look, you have something different, you have different types of threat. Like, I always align that type of two wingers, like a, a threat to kind of when... Remember when City had their last season, i no, sorry, the season before, when Sterling would run in behind and then who would kind of be that player would come to the ball and make things happen on, le- on the right with his left foot. So that's the kind of way I'd be kind of looking at the way, you know... The way that the yeah. front three normally works, I think. Look, that's what Ten Hag like when when we have a fully fit squad. Like Ten Hag's best front three is Antony in the right, Martial up top, and um, Rashford left. That's our strongest front three when everyone's fit. But right now, like I think, look, you still have to have them two on the wing because again, they offer something different. And I think Ronaldo just for his. Just for his finishing, I think the fact he scored... Well, he scored one last night and had a disallowed goal. And he's going to be confident as well. He's going to be up for it. He, he'd want to score more goals. And Rashford is actually only one off 100 goals as well. Um, and one of the only goals, a uh, few goals he scored last season was a winner against West Ham. Um Last season, so look, hopefully that's a good omen that he gets goal number one hundred against him. He's actually got a, quite a few goals against West Ham. Yeah. Um, than I remember
1: the one, remember the one uh, when he first broke onto the scene. I don't know if it was in his first or second season when he actually, he whipped one top in. Mm. Um, I think it was in the cup, um, and that was a superb goal. Um, I think that was a, a goal like he won it late on, and it and it was a fantastic finish. So hopefully he can carry on that little bit of good form he's got against West Ham. Because I think to be fair, Rashford for me this year has probably, you know, been the biggest surprise for me. I, I would never have said, you know, from last season the talks we were having about how, you know, he looked shot of confidence and the the sort of, you know, body language and, and the way yeah. he was, you know, he's been unbelievable this year. I think, you know, a lot of that comes down to the manager, but, you know, you've got to you know, you got your um take your hat off to, to Marx. He's obviously worked his socks off to get back to the levels that he's got to and, and he just looks more confident now every time he gets the ball you feel like he's he wants to commit a man he wants to create half a yard and get a shot off or you know beat a man and that that's the the, the best version of Marcus Rashford and, and it's great to see him in back really
0: yeah and look I I said to you last season Phil I knew there was a player in there I said last, last summer take some time off yourself forget about football forget about your, your other commitments concentrate on yourself Nobody yeah. done he went off to America for that summer, and he's rebuilt himself, you know, yeah. it's almost really? like, you know, it's almost like we know what we talk, we, we're talking about on this podcast, yeah. you know what I mean, it's which almost like we about, know what yeah. we're talk- yeah, you know, <laughs> but yeah, like, look, I'm, I'm glad he's back, I'm glad he's confident in scoring goals again, look, and look, like, you know, he can only benefit us going forward, I think he's the right manager to unlock that extra, extra aspect of his game, and look, he even came on number 10 last night, which was... Okay. You know, Bit, bit bit weird, but look, let's see what Rashford does. And the the, the change actually was different. It was like Lindelof's centre half. I just think maybe Ten Hag may may wait to bring McGuire back into the team. Maybe for that I think he might do it then. Um, but let's see. Um, so Phil went two 0 his score prediction. Um, Lee Lawrence, um, who unfortunately couldn't be with us today, but Lee has gone. Um, two one. I know we're due to give a team a hiding, but I don't know if that's going to be this weekend because I think Moisden is just going to sit on that eighteen-yard line and he's going to try to nick a one-nil or do you know, a nil-nil draw. So I'm, I'm actually going to go one-nil. I think it's where I think we'll batter him in terms of possession and chances. I think it may be a case, um, you know, we may only.
1: No, this keen for me. I think you know we've we've not had a game recently where we've scored early. Do you know, like when we've really- yeah. Got a goal in the first five ten minutes. I think if, if we could get a goal early, um, you know, against one of these next couple of teams that we play against, and and you know, just keep you know, make back. them come else. Yeah, just make them sort of have to do something. A little bit. I think I think we're you know not far away from from giving someone a good hiding. Um, but as I say, that that'll only come with you know an early goal in 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 a certain game, and, and I think the floodgates are ready to be opened.
0: Yeah, I said it last night. Literally, we got the goal. Um, just before half time last night with Dalot's score and I, I turned around to your man since sitting to my left and I said floodgates are opening now because we got a goal before half time lo and yeah. behold we scored two in the second half um, so like we, we go with our score predictions there Phil so I went 1-0 you went 2-0 Lee went 2-1 um, and Richard in the comments also says 3-0 as well so yeah look it, it's going to be interesting hopefully look I would love if we absolutely battered them as well I really love I I'd love a few goals and happened on sunday but we're gonna wrap it up there guys thanks very much everyone for watching live and who's listening back on the replay don't forget to like and share the video and look if you're listening on um the audio platform and um, do make sure to subscribe on our audio platforms as well but thanks very much everyone for watching hope you all have a good weekend and most importantly let's hope many United go out there and smash the hammers on sunday but until then guys thanks very much and we'll see you later